welcome to the Ignite Physio Podcast. This podcast inspires physiotherapists and other health professionals to continue learning and growing in their practice and throughout their career. We explore professional issues with a fresh lens and look inward, delving into topics that help to expand our capacity for growth. This is episode number 49, and I'm Andrew. And I'm Maxi. All right. Well, it's been a little while since we've done a little recording here, and lots has been going on. Yes. Your life's a little crazy right My, now. Well, you know. As <laughs> and a good was, crazy. As I was saying, Andrew, yeah. opportunity <laughs> is striking. Is opportunities, opportunities. Yeah. However, <laughs> there, I would say, yes, my, there's a lot of shifting ground in, in my mm-hmm. world. Not in the stability, a lot of opportunity, but with that is also uncertainty and instability mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So we were initially going to continue on in our taking some of those nuggets from the Lost Art of Healing book, but we actually, as we were debriefing a little bit and catching up, we thought, why not talk about self-care? And I know it's been a topic that we've brought up on occasion in the past, but it's, I think we've got an interesting bent to it today that I think you'll find helpful. And I think that as therapists, it is very easy to put the needs of others first. And I think that's you know, when you go into a helping profession, that's often, you know, a trait that's a a real positive, but it also has a dark side. And I think that that dark side is that we sometimes don't take care of ourselves very well. And I think what we want to talk about today is this idea of asking for help. And so Max, I wanted to, if you could just sort of share a little bit about what's going on for you and just what you were sharing before we even just hit the record button to talk about this idea of self-care and this need and the importance of asking for help. So, right. So yes, the context to the backdrop to how we got to talking about this today, because I'm revved up. That's right. You got some coffee here. We're revved up. So yeah. So as I was telling Andrew, I finished my postdoc and in the interim of, of applying for academic positions and interviewing for academic positions, of course, I have to bring home the kibble yeah. for the doggies, yes. right? And so look at others, not even myself, <laughs> thinking of the Just dogs, the thinking dogs. of the kibble, right? And so, you know, have taken on some contracts based on my experiences, you know, from my postdoc and, and with research. Yeah. But that said, you know, these contracts are a new ground for me as well. You know, it's a huge learning curve for me. And so the idea that there's a lot of uncertainty mm-hmm. in my life in terms of what I'll be doing in, another, in the next 10 months, yeah. in 10 months time. But also, you know, even right now, every, t- every, mo- every day I wake up, it's like, oh my God, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, what's like, happening what's, what am I doing today? Yeah. How is how is all of this going to get done? First of all, how is it all going to get done? Yes. And is it going to get done well? Yeah. And also huge learning curve. Am I doing it right? Yes. And you want to know what it, I know this is a tangent, but I remember, <laughs> remember the SNL skit, the Jack, the Jack Handy skit. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And people like me. Yeah. What? I don't okay, know. Honestly, <laughs> um, Al Franken. Oh, okay. Al, who's Al Franken? Was, okay. It's like Jack Handy. And yeah. he was like, just remember, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And people like me. That's your and I said to my me. wife yesterday, I said, honestly, I laughed at that, but it's real. It's true. <laughs> I have to say that to myself every day when I wake up. These positive affirmations. Like something positive affirmation yeah. from Jack Handy. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So that's my world right now. Lots of opportunity, exciting, a lot of creativity involved. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's really great, but the uncertainty and the shifting ground is just constant. Because you've had a certain amount of stability yes. in terms of what you've been doing yes. up until this point. Now, all yes. of a sudden, you're moving into this changing world yes. that you're not really sure where it's going, yeah. what side is up, yeah. 
What and side is that? Oh, having to learn how to kind of run a, a business. Yeah. Having you're an entrepreneur. Um, <laughs> <laughs> an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur. <laughs> an entrepreneur. <laughs> and, so, and so having to learn all that and how much money am I bringing in, yeah. right? Before it was like yeah. a steady paycheck. Yeah. I knew exactly how much yeah. was coming in. So lots yeah. exploding, right? Mm -hmm. Now, all of that's going on. Yes. Back in June. Started to get some kind of ischial tube, pain in my ischial tuberosity region. And it felt kind of like, and so my physio hat comes yes. on, right? Put that on. Put that on. <laughs> Take care of yourself, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you know, and I'm using the best, the literature, the practice guidelines, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. saying, you know, Keep moving. Yeah. You know, don't take it lying down. Yes. Right. Yeah, that's right. Good. Funny. That funny, messaging has uh, stuck. Funny because lying on my back was the most relieving <laughs> position for me, and quite frankly, it, it still is the best position to help. You're like I feel guilty. Being I this feel position. guilty like that, but it helps. And so, so you know, I'm doing all of these things, but I'm not asking. I, I, but I'm doing it myself. Yeah. Because I'm like, like you're not, you're not this. discussing this with anybody. No. You're sort no. Of, you're just no. Sort of like, I'm, I'm, I can barely walk. Okay, yes. But I'm doing it myself because I'm going, this back pain's gonna get better. Yeah. It's gonna be no problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. gonna it's yeah. gonna resolve. Positive expectations. Right? It's gonna it's yeah. gonna resolve. Yeah. I've got positive expectations, yeah. all of that. Yeah. And and, and so this right. so this yeah, yeah, so this issue of pain, then like long story short, it was like uh, you know, up and down, real roller coaster. It seemed like you'd get better, and then poof, I'd be down again, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. And so back stiffness issue, kind of pain, yeah. posterior pelvic pain. Then the pain starts moving throughout my entire pelvis. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So things aren't getting better. Yes. Oh, and by the way, then I also start getting the shoulder. neck pain, the yeah, shoulder yeah, pain, yeah. like intense. And so I'm like, what is happening to me? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and, but still, in all of that, so this started in June. It is October. Yeah. Okay. So it's been a while. Yeah. I'm going to deal with it myself. Yes. But my you wife, not being successful. My wife <laughs> says to me, maybe you should go and see so and so at yeah. this particular physical therapy. So I'm like, I don't need physio. I can handle this myself. <laughs> I know. I, I can do it, even though I you're having it. problems walking. I can do it. I can't walk. I can't sit. I can't, I can't sleep stand. properly. I can't sleep properly. <laughs> but I am going to do this myself. Yeah. And so finally, it got to the point where where I just went, I, I, can't, I can't. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Like emotionally, this is too hard. You were drained. I was drained emotionally. Yeah. And I'm just like, I need support. Yeah. I can't do this on my own. But it took oh, how many months? Wow. Yeah. And to the point where I was breaking, like yeah. just emotionally. Yeah. You know, at points. Yeah. Right. And, and I'm like, I can't do this. Mm. Right. I can't do this. Yeah. I need help. And so, Boom, made the appointment, you know, had my first physical therapy treatment, a session a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And voila. And here we are. Yeah. And here we are talking about why did it take me so long? Yeah. Why would why did I let myself get to the brink of, you know, what what is that about? Yeah. Why did I why did I not want to get help? Yeah, it's interesting, right? Like it's almost like is that a, is that ego sort of coming through? Like what is it that and because I mean, I, I don't think I, I definitely, you know, think that you're not alone in that because I feel like I have that tendency too, where you're like, no, I can just keep going. And why should I like, I should have my stuff together. And then yet, when my we see our patients, <laughs> my stuff, my stuff. <laughs> okay, we'll keep it PG. <laughs> you know, but the thing is, is that, you know, in clinic, you're always encouraging your patients yes. to 
help them get the support they need. You're being a support to them, yeah. right? And yet we have this really hard time to do that ourselves, right? Also, though, remember, we're also, and I, this is one of my soapboxes that I get on yeah. every once in a while. Talk is we, is we <laughs> get on that soapbox. Get on that soapbox. <laughs> because, because we, sometimes I think we, we're trying to get patients out of the clinic before mm. they get into the clinic, before mm-hmm. they actually... They've allowed us to support them because we're so focused on self-efficacy. We're mm-hmm. so focused on independence, yeah. having them be able to treat themselves and be their own therapist, yeah. right? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No. Ever. If I am constantly thinking that as a therapist, that that's what I have to do, mm-hmm. why would I treat myself any differently? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why, would I, why would I think that I shouldn't be able to take care of this on my own, given my knowledge, no, and it's a show of weakness that I got, I've got to go to, I'm a physio and I've got to go to a physio. I couldn't figure this out. I couldn't do it on my own. Yeah. Right? Like, how weak is that? And there may even just be that idea too where I have a physical issue yes. and I shouldn't have a physical issue as a, as a yeah. therapist, right? Like, heaven forbid that you actually maybe have past injuries or issues that are, you know, cropping up and that... It's affecting your quality of life. Yeah, right? massively affecting my quality of life. Well, and I think it's true. Like you, always, there's always this this sense of like you know, and I think that you know, sort of in the physio community, there's a sense of like, okay, well, you know, we pride ourselves on like we're getting people back, getting them independent. You know, yeah. we're not we're not you know creating a dependency on treatment, right? Yeah. Which I think is I think it's a good general mm-hmm. direction to go. But I think there's sometimes our patients that actually need some ongoing support. Yeah, there's there's right? this, like, there's there's a support that that you know, like for, okay, for example, for me, yeah. let's say right now, yeah. because of the nature of what's going on, you know, and I'm not seeing seeing the physiotherapist three times a week. It's no, like, no. oh, you know, once a once a week, yeah, right? Yeah. And you know, and and so now, and it's I've only seen it once, quite frankly. Yeah. So, but I'm not projecting it's going to be this, you know, keep me coming, keep yeah, me coming yeah, thing yeah, yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, if I felt like she was not acknowledging, like, here I am, somebody who has so much difficulty asking for help. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a part, it's one of my core beliefs. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very self-reliant. Mm-hmm. And if I went into that physical therapist and I felt that I couldn't let go enough for her to help me, mm-hmm. to support me, but that she was actually just trying to, to go, oh, well, you can do this on your own and you can, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and that's just kind of reinforcing a pattern mm-hmm. in me yeah. that it, it, actually what I need yeah. is a place where I can be vulnerable, a yeah. place where I can let go and actually begin to receive help. And almost letting go of what is the outcome, right? Like we're so outcome driven, which is again, it's yeah. not a bad thing, but yeah. what about in that situation where you actually, you need to almost pause the outcome. Yeah focus for yes. a moment to just be like, okay, let's just sit with this for yeah, a sec, right? And so what came out of that first session, mm-hmm. because you know me, because of what I study, there's multiple there relations there, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of like, we're going through like the, the assessment yeah. and I'm thinking, okay, she hasn't asked me about this or she, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm kind of going, well, what kind of relationship are we developing here? And, and I'm going, yeah, we're developing, yeah, this is working on. And, but, but in her history, she didn't really ask me about you know, a lot about my social stuff or anything mm-hmm. like that. So I was like, hmm. I kind of went, hmm. Yeah. You know? Question mark. And, and I know this person, so I was kind of like, hmm. Yeah. I thought that she hasn't asked me about this. But as she moved through her assessment, she started to ask me about, so, like, in Jim's kind of 
changes going on in your life? Or what was happening there? Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I said, well, actually, you know, I was planning on being unemployed at the end of August. Right. Right? And I'm pl- trying to figure out what I was doing and what was going to give me like financial stability. You know, after I was done my postdoc in between gigs. Well, I remember having that conversation with yeah. you in one of the earlier recordings where you were, you were, you're like, I don't really know what life is going to bring here. Yeah. There was a lot of uncertainty, right? Isn't that exciting? Yeah. It's, and there is an excitement, right? But there's also that level of, is there safety, right? Yeah. Am I going to be safe? Am I going to be able to eat, pay my bills, yeah. you know, all oh, the of that stuff, bring the kibble home. <laughs> yeah. They need to be groomed. Well, that's right. right? That's I mean, right. Yeah. Well, and I think when you were talking about this idea of seeing someone where you have that sense of safety and this idea of acknowledging needing help, right? Mm-hmm. Is that I just think of like, okay, how I always just think of like, okay, with the patients I see, how good of a job do I do in acknowledging and commending mm-hmm. that patient in front of me to say, you know, it's really good that you actually took time out and put a bit of a pause on things to just mm-hmm. take care of yourself. Yeah. Right. Like, and I, and I think there's probably different ways we can do that with a patient. Like it doesn't always have to be like an explicit, you know, statement that we make, but I wonder if there are ways that we can actually reinforce and say, Hey, good for you for taking care. Cause I think there is a yeah. sense of like, you know, that we, you know, self-care isn't necessarily highly valued at, at some levels. Right. Especially, you know, if we have this high drive for, you know, self-autonomy and, and all of that. Yeah. Right. So. Well, and, and also, like, we just have busy lives. Well, we do. Like, yeah. you know, people have kids, they've got their jobs. I'm, you know, I'm working how many hours a day. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take time out. Yeah. I don't feel I have the time to yeah. do this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and so that idea of, of care mm-hmm. and caring for yourself, that was something that my physio and I had a conversation about. Because even though I know that in my brain as an idea... Mm-hmm. That I would likely speak with about with other patients. Yeah. With patients, it's it's something that for me it, it's a hard thing to take care. And what does that mean to me? Yeah. How does that manifest daily for me? Yeah. And what we we figured yeah. out is that yes, I need to go back to those those things that are indicative of me having space to care for myself. Mm-hmm. And so we we're talking earlier about me. Going back to my meditation practice, right? And it's not about the meditation. Mm -hmm. It's about the space that I'm creating for myself to to be Be. with myself. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Right? And to be with the fear that I have about my future, to be Mm -hmm. with the anxiety that, to to be with it. It's because my pattern is is when I get scared about something like that, I'm going to work. You're just going to push through it. I'm going to push through it and I will work (laughs) and I will work so hard that I will find a solution. Yeah, exactly. Right. And we figured out that, yes, that's probably a layer of what's going on Mm -hmm. with this physical stuff stuff that's happening with me right now. Well, I think a a big part of that too is this, I think this idea of self-care is very closely coupled with self-compassion, right? And, and I think again, when we sometimes, when we blow through our own you know, guardrails in life and we blow through these warning signs that come up. It's like, where does self-compassion fit into that? Because a lot of times we sort of throw that out the window and we're just like, just push forward. Right. Like, and I don't care what happens to me or I'm going to have these level, this level of expectation about myself that is unrealistic. Right. We we have these distorted views of our, you know, we have stories we tell ourselves Mm -hmm. that are not necessarily accurate. Right. Mm -hmm. But often what can get, 
undercut through that is a sense of self-compassion to say, you know what, I'm not okay right now. And I'm going to extend compassion to myself. The same kind of compassion that I would extend to my patients, right? Hey, I just wanted to have a quick pause to introduce you to today's podcast sponsor, Soul. They're off-the-shelf moldable insoles, and it's the brand of insoles that I recommend to my patients and have for years. The reason I recommend them is that they're heat moldable by the patient, they've got a great arch support, and they come with options to help with different foot issues. It's really easy for customers to order, and when you refer them to Soul, they get free shipping and 10% off. Make sure to check them out at yoursoul.com forward slash health dash professionals. That's Y-O-U-R-S-O-L-E dot com forward slash health dash professionals. All right, back to the show. But we sometimes just forget that about ourselves. And then you need to create space to even be present to be self-compassionate. So that's, I think, is interesting because I know that for myself too. Like self-compassion sort of goes out the window, right? And it's like, yeah, it's like drive, push, 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 right? And then it's like these warning signs that are like blinking on your (laughs) dashboard of your life, right? Are like, bing, bing, bing. And you're like, that doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you end up in a point where you're, you're, you're like, you have a breakdown. Yeah. Right. Or things break down around you, i.e. relationships. (laughs) Right. That we then say, hang on a second. Why didn't I notice that? Right. But I think it comes back to the fact that we need space, right? Because if we, if we do, if there's too much noise, we are not going to, yeah, we are not even going to hear it. And, and we're so, and we get so comfortable in that noise. It's like, we need the noise yeah. to, to, so that we're, we know that we're, we're fighting against the fear yeah. and the anxiety. And that's, yeah. that's the thing is like, if, if you're, and, and if you're driven from fear, so even from a creative standpoint, so all the work I'm doing right now comes from a creative, it's coming from a creative space. Mm-hmm. If you are in fear and anxiety oh, it closes you off it shuts oh, you down yeah right and all and we can go into the neurophysiology of fear yeah. and anxiety in terms of yeah. what it does to your body but even for for my creative work and how much i want to control everything mm-hmm. that is that is a killer yeah i just think of that visual of like do you have an open hand or is your fist tightly closed? Oh God, right? It's wrenched. <laughs> it's wrenched. <laughs> My knuckles are white. <laughs> but slowly opening. Yes, that's right. Well, it's, it, but exactly right. Like you've now taken proactive steps. You've you've been creating space for yourself, right? Because you've recognized I need to do this. I need to create space because there has been not a, enough space. Yeah. And you've and you've taken that step to say, okay, I need to see someone mm-hmm. to start to unpack what's going on here, right? Yeah. And and being open to what those layers could be. Yeah. Not just from an MSK standpoint, but mm-hmm. recognizing the role of emotion yeah. within that. Right? Emotion, my core beliefs as a person, yeah. what drives me. Yeah. And when I get into ruts, what's what is the root of the rut? What yeah. is driving me yeah. along this along this path? Yeah. Right? You know, because and it's really just going back to that self-compassion when I'm saying I'm good enough, I'm smart enough. I'm mm-hmm. me. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like truly, or something I said to myself yesterday, I was, I was saying to my wife, everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I look around me and I look at all the beautiful things that I have. Everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just relax. I'm yeah. going to go, yeah, because we get caught up in these narratives and these stories and these dramas Really, you know, this drama of this, or this drama of that. Yeah. And we get so pulled into it, so sucked into that movie. Yeah. 
that we're constructing. Oh yeah, because we, we're, we're driving. We're, yeah, exactly. Right? You know, we're driving it well with the participation of others. However, we're we're creating stories for them oh, as yeah. well. But there's River Dairy Mapper. River Dairy Mapper, right? Stories <laughs> like you know, what what story am I telling about what they're telling about me? Which then reinforces the story that I was telling. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the self fulfilling yeah. thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and we take it as as absolute truth when in reality they are stories, they are beliefs that we are in terms of how we're interpreting reality and and that then causes us to become even more entrenched yeah. in in that cycle for ourselves yeah and, and the idea that also we are perfect mm-hmm. we aren't perfect mm-hmm. we aren't going to get it right all the time mm-hmm. we shouldn't get it right all the time because mm-hmm. that means that we're probably not learning or allowing ourselves to be vulnerable enough mm-hmm. to learn yeah. and to grow right because yeah. you really grow in vulnerability when you open Absolutely. yourself up, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think that for me, <laughs> I feel like I'm wide open right now. I'm mm-hmm. very vulnerable in a lot of spots in my life. Yeah. And so that for me to acknowledge that, but then also to find the ground of going, exactly. what are my grounding points? Yeah. Like where's that safety? Where how where can I, how can I like be more proactive in terms of reinforcing a sense of safety yeah. of self? Cause I think we were even talking before, we started recording about this idea of like, you know, the chakras and, and that idea that a lot of that's around like the sense of, you know, grounding that sense of self and stability. Right. And, and that energetic component that may sound a little woo woo at times. Right. But it's like that sense of like, yeah, there is an emotional energetic component to that. There's an emotional component to it. So, I mean, you know, you can think of, you can talk about chakras. You can talk about core beliefs. You can, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You can talk about different parts of your it manifests of your in being, ways. Yeah. of your being, yeah. right? Yeah. But, but really, like, you know, there is an emotional component around safety, mm-hmm. stability for me, and how much that's manifesting in a physiological reaction, mm-hmm. and that is impossible yeah. to separate. Yeah. Right. I'm yeah. sorry. It's impossible to separate that. Yeah. yeah. And so, even that acknowledgement of that, and that you want to know what I need some support mm-hmm. around me. I've got my family that's su- mm-hmm. certainly supporting, but they can only support to so what so they can do. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You know, and so I need some extra special support and that's going for me. And I know at this particular clinic as well, I know I will be taken care of mm-hmm. because I feel that they will listen to me. Yeah. And I also know that they work throughout the clinic with the therapist in a very collaborative way. Mm-hmm. So if there's a, if we kind of get to a point where, my therapist doesn't, she's going, I think I need to call somebody else. And I'm like, call somebody else in. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll work on this together. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, yeah, like, I'm all for team collaboration. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to judge this person because they're going, like, I, I think I've taken you as far. Or I just need some more input. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, bring so-and-so in. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's do this, right? Well, yeah, and I think it's, you know, when you're talking, that sort of brings up this idea, too, that when we are feeling this lack of safety or we're feeling this as a sense of, maybe dysregulation, right? Mm-hmm. Internally, that really a pathway to, to reorient and restabilize is through the body. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think yes. that a lot of times we yes. think, well, it's got to be this like cerebral process of reorientation. Yeah. And I think that a lot of times we can be picking up on some of this dysregulation through what we're experiencing in our body. Right. Yeah. But also I think we can reorient ourselves through our body as well, which mm-hmm. I think is, you know, and I think there's so many different ways that we can do that, mm-hmm. right? I think that can be one-on-one with a therapist. I think that can be through, you know, some of the different yoga and, and mm-hmm. movement-based therapies that you can be in a very sort of present, grounded uh, way mm-hmm. of, of participating in movement. 
it can be through meditation, you know, if you're doing a body scan meditation and this type of thing, right? But I think there's so many of those different angles that you could look at that is really individualized, right? I mean, it's like what may work for you may not work for somebody else. But I think it's like saying, hey, the body is a great way to actually create safety as well, right? Well, and, and, and where do you find safety in your body? Mm-hmm. And so for, for me, I, I did go back to doing some yoga and just sensing, you know, when I'm in warrior pose, like I remember my, my yoga, my yoga Yoda <laughs> telling me, you know, this is like cueing me into connecting with my pelvis, yeah. connecting with that sense of, of groundedness and letting my pelvis yeah. sink in between yeah. my legs. Yeah. You can feel that strength. So it's about strength. Of, I'm solid. I'm safe. Yeah. I have a ground. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's about integrating that, that sensation yeah. of the physical sensation of being strong and safe and grounded mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. stable. Yeah. Right. When everything around you might not be so stable. Yeah. And I think, and I think part, and I know for myself too, part of it is that when I get into this place of fear and anxiety, there's a real stagnation that happens mm. from an energetic standpoint, right? And I actually just feel like this tightness in my chest, right? And it's just like everything sort of feels like it just constricts. Yeah. And I think one of the things is like, what can you do to help with flow, right? What can you do to sort of just even picture, like, and I just, I mean, I love that, like with Qigong, they do a lot of like sort of that breath with movement, right? Yes. Where it's like you're you're picturing your breath traveling through. And I think that idea of like, how do you actually help to unblock that and let go of that a little bit? Because I know fear is just so restricting, right? Like we talked about this idea of like that closed fist, yeah. but I think we can feel that in our body as well, right? Where there is that like just things wrap up, yeah. right? And so it's like, okay, well, how can we look at incorporating movement so that you can actually just feel different in your body, yeah. right? Because I think that's the other thing that pain does too is it, it we start to hold areas tight, right? Yeah. We start to brace ourselves. We start to change our breathing. And all of a sudden it's like, Everything just gets blocked. Everything is swimming blocked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, man, we've well, we've we've, we've gone through some. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So where where are you taking things now with that? Right. So I mean, we we you've identified that. Okay. Yes. You know, self care is something that you need to you need yeah. to put a a pause on some that, things and and move. Yeah. Into. Like for me, I think that that will be that's will be a lifelong journey for me Mm. right there isn't a beginning and end to that right you know what i mean it's not like okay i've solved it check (laughs) Check. (laughs) right and i think that that's that's you know if we apply that to if we're thinking alongside that patients and Mm -hmm. you know the struggles that they have or if they have to come back to you periodically Mm -hmm. right you know um, it's not that you haven't made them independent it's that they're working through their life. Yeah. They're working through who they are. Yeah. They they will bump up against these struggles again at different at different points in their life. Yeah. yeah. You know, and and maybe you know, and so I think for me that this will be this is not something I think is gonna get solved mm-hmm. overnight with a treatment. Mm-hmm. I know that it's that with the support of the people that I have around me yeah. and my own commitment yeah. to that yes. to myself. Yeah. It's not just doing my exercises yeah. Yeah, as I exactly. do. It's the commitment that I that I of me being mindful and me because it, it's even so strong this morning. I'm getting up, I know that you know we're coming here for nine o'clock and yeah. Yeah. I gotta get this off. I gotta get that off. Yeah. You know, okay, well maybe I won't make my drink this morning. I'll wait. I'm like, no. 
You're making your drink like you do every morning. Yeah. You're going to have this healthy beginning to your day. Yeah. Then you're going to do your exercise. Yeah. <laughs> then you're going to meditate. Yes. And observe how you're being pulled to your laptop to do these things that take away from you caring for yourself at the beginning of the day. So you see, it is not, it is not, it's not regimented. It's not this sort of thing. Well, I will do it. It it, there, it continues, Mm -hmm. just continues. And so I think that, that for me, this is a, a huge opportunity Mm -hmm. for me to take myself to another level of understanding of, of how I operate in the world, who I am, what I believe I am, who mm-hmm. I believe I am, what impact I can have yeah. in the world. Yeah. And I think that a part of that is ties into how I'm able to be whole, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I can't be whole if I'm not creating space for my whole being. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so, but that will be, that will be a struggle because I have core beliefs, but I'm, I'm willing to take that struggle on because the fruits of what comes with that struggle yeah. Yeah. are going to be pretty big. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> well, no, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, is that you're pressing into this place of vulnerability and ultimately that's mm-hmm. the place for growth, right? Oh, and guess what? I've been talking about vulnerability now for about two years and saying, you know, we need to be vulnerable. We need to be vulnerable. We need to be vulnerable as therapists, as educators, yeah. as, you know, that's cause that's the space we grow in. Okay. Well, you asked for it. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so I think if we do sort of a, a bit of a wrap up here and, and, and looking at sort of what those key points are, you know, as you know, for clinicians who are like, okay, you know, what's, what are the, what are the key takeaways, right? I mean, I think that one is let's, let's take that moment with patients who we know, we know that seeing us is a big step for them to acknowledge that, that step that they've taken in terms of self-care and, and, and really sort of moving to a greater level of wholeness. And what can we do as therapists to acknowledge that and not brush that over. Acknowledge it, not brush it over, and not condemn them for not coming in sooner. Because that's exactly. another thing yeah. that can happen. Exactly. Is that we can go, well, what took you so long? Why yeah. did you let it get this bad? Yeah. The judgment that comes Exactly. In. So yeah. park that yeah. and acknowledge it. Because mm. we all have our own, uh, all our own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's, that's a takeaway is, yeah. is that acknowledgement, right? I think recognizing as therapists that we need to be looking at our own self-care and maybe facing some of that resistance that we can feel internally to asking for help, right? And that we don't need to have everything together as therapists and we don't always need to be putting other people's needs ahead of our own, that we have to also say, you know what, this is important that I take care of myself and, and acknowledging that and being, and having some humility to say, you know what, I don't, I can't figure it all out, right? Like just how you said, I was doing all the things that I thought I was supposed to be doing and I still wasn't able to get better, right? I think there's a certain level of humility to say, okay, you know what, I actually just need some help here, right? Another thing that I think, you know, we need to look at is when we talk to our patients is this idea of let's have a conversation with them about what they're doing for self-care, right? As much as we also as therapists need to look at that, I think we also, I think it's useful and helpful to say, okay, you know, patient sitting in front of us, you're going through a really hard time right now, whether that's pain, injury, you know, whatever it is, what are you doing to help make yourself take care of yourself to feel good. What, who do you have in your life to help with that? Right. And I think that sometimes we brush over those things. And I think that having that conversation can be, well, that that, 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 that can really signpost resource 
yeah. in their life. Yeah, like, exactly. I, like I began to do with recognizing everything's going to be okay. Yes. I have a resource inside of me, but I also have my family. Yeah. And I know that in the end, everything's going to be okay. Exactly. Right? It's going to work out. And it's yeah. going to work out. And yeah. I have this support and yeah. it's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think another key thing that we talked about was this idea of warning signs, right? Mm. Can we be aware of our own warning signs, you know, in terms of maybe where we're blowing past guardrails in our own life in terms of saying, you know what, I'm feeling more anxiety about something that I know this is a warning sign for me. Or, you know what, I've dropped doing any kind of physical activity because I'm just trying to push through, right? Mm -hmm. And I think also recognizing that those can be physical warning signs, but they also can be these beliefs that we have where we start to sort of you know, get ourselves really firm on, I'm just going to push through, right? If we feel this tendency to be like, you know what? I just know that my way of coping with struggle and lack of safety in my life is blank, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. Well, how do I challenge that? How do I say, you know what? I'm going to maybe not go down that path because I know that that generally doesn't work out for me, (laughs) right? And saying, how can I counter that? Because I know that that's my coping mechanism or my coping belief or the story I tell myself that this is how I'm going to resolve what's happening. And if you do, be compassionate. And then, yes, beat that, that self-compassion, right? And so that comes in. There's no beginning and end to this. No, like, no. This, and it ebbs and flows, right? It ebbs and, and think, flows, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so it's, this is our life. Absolutely. And I think then the last thing that we, you know, touched on, well, maybe not the last thing because there was a lot that we covered, but this idea of, of using our body as a way to enter into becoming more self-compassionate, being more grounded in that place of safety, that it isn't just a cerebral exercise of saying, oh, I'm safe, but can we use movement and our body to help with that? Our body and maybe recognize that we're, that that's a part of what we're doing with our patients Mm -hmm. as well, helping them find safety in their bodies. So it's not just about improving range of motion, improving strength. It's about helping them feel safe Mm -hmm. in their bodies and find strength in their body exactly. and, and actually yeah. pointing that out to them yeah right? yeah or helping them sense that in their own bodies facilitating that exactly Whew. Oh. all right okay well i think uh, that wraps up today's session <laughs> tune in uh, next time we're uh, we don't know what we're gonna have who knows <laughs> exactly it'll be something interesting with lots of rabbit holes <laughs> okay take care guys Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. It's uh, great having you on the show today. Now, if you've been enjoying the new show, I'd love for you to leave a review on iTunes as this just helps more people find out about the podcast and we'd love to, to get your feedback. And if you want to check out the show notes from the podcast, just go to ignitephysio.ca forward slash podcasts. And if there's any topics that you want us to cover, just shoot us an email at hello at ignitephysio.ca and we'll make sure to get back in touch with you and, and see what we can do there. So. Anyways, thanks for joining us on the show today. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.